So you want me to tell you the story of my life? Like I said, that's what I do. I, uh, I interview people. I'm a collector of lives. FM radio, KFRC. You'd have to have a lot of tape for my story. Oh, that's no problem. I got a bag full of tape right here, right here. One goes out to my dog who stay true Yeah, nigga, what a Jew I got niggas who blew on the sun, that's a woo Dodge, I might catch a charge for my niggas Pause, I might break the law with my niggas We don't prefer being labeled dope dealers We prefer men who young black and go get us Hey, what would you do for the cheddar? Cheeks with a smile, I'm talking about better Look at the roof, see the white panorama, it's on I would do wrong for my nigga Pull up on a nigga, block for my nigga I hit the dash, it's a great getaway Without no smoke, I might get me the shades Get away Clean, we ain't made no mistakes Watch it for 12, I've been paranoid lately These niggas don't want you to get out the matrix They wish bad on you because you ain't gon' save them Fuck out you goofy, you happy for gazing This for my thug out of bricks Still throwing love in the mix Just ain't gon' be bad no bitch Just ain't gon' be bad no bitch Fame don't throw me for my sins No Nintendo, now my niggas don't switch Yeah, for my bitch, I'm Two guests just released a joint album called Lily of the Valley. One is an artist and the other is a producer who raps as well. It's my pleasure to introduce Bentley Browning and Mercy Miller. I say grace before I crack a brew. I have no idea what I might do. I choose to live my life. I rode my dude. I move right through your click. My crew be smooth. Hey, uh, 440. I'm astonished. Telling lies you can't stop me. Should've knew you wasn't honest. Put in time, didn't think it would harm me. No one, no one really want me. Interrupt me, know I'm talking. Pay up, stay up. Nigga really been watching, uh. Welcome back to the podcast, everyone. Today I'm with two very special guests, Mercy Miller and the one and only Bentley Browning. How's it going, guys? What's up? What's poppin'? Hey, I love I love those guys' outfits right now. Your hair is fire, man. 
And then I like like your bandana you got on and sunglasses and the grills. It's fire. Oh man, <laughs> yeah, my eyes sensitive, you know. Yes, <laughs> you know it's that, it's that um, supposedly like all the the computer lights and the phone lights are bad for your eyes. That that blue light shit, you know. So yeah, I got my shit. I got um, I got my shit on the the warm mode. That one that turns orange like later in the day and shit. Yes, dude, I know. Yeah. I, I'm guilty of it. But I, I love watching like TV and movies at night, but supposedly you're not supposed to have all the lights off because you're staring yeah. at that TV like fucks with your eyes later on. But um, oh, yeah, it's bad for your retina, or whatever. Yeah, it's true. For sure, keeps you up too. Keeps you up. Yes. Facts. But we're we're here for the your guys' new album release, Lily yeah. of the Valley. That shit was Facts. fire. And uh, something that I thought was really interesting is because um, <laughs> every artist wants to be like. Yeah, man, I have a song for the club, song for the ladies, song song for the homies. And then you guys took it to a whole other level. You, that album is like such a genre-bending genre album, man. You guys got rock songs, EDM, straight rap. Like, I'll start with Bentley. What was your guys' inspiration for all that? Man, so we actually drove out to like the buttfuck nowhere, like in uh, Eugene, Oregon, <laughs> just to like get out of all the noise in like, you know, the city and shit just to get the inspiration for it. And uh, we came up with uh, the title, Lily of the Valley. We were sitting at a bar or whatever, just brainstorming. And uh, it's uh, Lily of the Valley is like a poisonous flower. Mm. And so the concept of the album was basically like shit that you love to do. You love to be around. You love to have in your life, but it's bad for you, mm. you know? And so it was pretty much just about like a negative lifestyle that we've both been through. And so that's kind of where the concept came from. Wow, that's dope. What are your opinions on all that, Mercy? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm just like, when you, when Billy was <clears throat> hitting me and we were deciding on um, doing this record together, it was like, um, I just wanted to get out of my like normal space, like this is my studio or whatever. But like, I just took like, like 80 percent of the shit that i got in here like this whole rack over here and all of that we put it in the car and went to eugene and whatnot and, uh, <laughs> it's cooked for like five days in an airbnb airbnb and that's pretty much like how the main outline of the whole album came came together but uh yeah yeah wow so so bentley how how do you guys decide to do like a a joint album together that's that's sometimes like a that's like a relationship at that point doing like a whole committed album together that can that can be difficult for some people yeah um Honestly, like we've been friends for many years. I think I met Jay when I was like 16 or something. Uh, and uh, I know he has, uh, you know, been, he'd been doing features for people. And I was just like, hey, bro, like, you know, let's take it to the next level. And I had been quiet for a minute. So we both kind of needed a jump start together. And it just, it just made sense. Like we both needed a reason to get back out and putting stuff out for ourselves. And so, since we were, you know, I, I would record at his studio, whatnot, like, you know, we were very close as friends already. So it just kind of made sense to fuck around and do it. We kind of didn't know how it would work because our styles are like solo are really different, but it all worked out like expeditiously. So it, it was crazy. Yeah, for sure, dude. I, I think those are the best albums when like you have two people who sound completely different, like like a Jay Z and a Kanye type deal, you know? Like that shit was fire. The guys I like how like you came with Melodican and then Mercy would just like boom, boom, boom. Like you guys like you guys brought different aspects to the table and I, I really thought that was amazing. It was like and also 
I like Thank how like short and straight to the point the album was too. You know, like some people are trying to put like twenty songs on an album, and it's just like, ah, oh, come on. Like, I'm not. Some people really like Little Uzi Vert, and like some people enjoyed that he had so many songs because he's he's been gone for a while. But for me, I was like, oh shit, that was that was too much. You know. <laughs> I think it kind of depends on like the vibe of the album and the concept. Like, I can listen to some albums that are like you know twenty thirty songs like through all the way. Some of them just get redundant, and it's like, you know? mm, for sure. So yeah. Mercy, what made you decide to like you know be like a a major feature on people's albums and songs and stuff like that? Yeah, um, I work with a lot of artists in Seattle and um, in the studio and whatnot. And um, I really um, just started rapping solo probably about eight, eight or nine months ago now. So like I've been in groups and stuff my whole life. But uh, but like, yeah, um, I mean, I haven't been featuring like on a bunch of people's stuff. Realistically, I just like met Bentley, um, like he said, when he was like, how old you said? <laughs> how old was that? <laughs> I think I think it was like sixteen. It was like sixteen, yeah. Because I mean, fuck yeah, I was at your twenty-first birthday. I remember, so that shit's crazy. <laughs> but uh, that, the night was lit as fuck. But uh, sixteen, right? So I heard him. I was just like, "Bro, you're hella dope." And like, I just it was a it wasn't a joke or anything, but it was just like something I never really thought we'd end up really doing until like way down the line. But um, I just was like, "You're sick. We should do a we should do a tape someday." Where and I thought I was just producing it because mm. like I produce mainly. And um, when he hit, when he hit me and we decided we're gonna go do it, like I didn't really know until like the day we were about to leave, like the day before we were about to leave, that like I was gonna rap on it. Actually, I thought I was just producing it and it was gonna be for him because like the the feature stuff he was mentioning was like me producing it and then other people rapping on it or like having features um, for my creeps stuff because like I go by creeps as my producer shit. Um, but um. Yeah, so that's what it was. I thought I was going to go on the trip and make beats, and then, like, it was going to be a tape where I produced the whole thing, and it was, like, all Bentley, but then, like, he was like, no, I mean, like, you're going to rap on it. And I was like, what? Mm. <laughs> like, all right, well, shit. <laughs> and Switched you, gears, and then it came out. You And it seems like you guys, when it comes to, like, music, you guys have a pretty solid relationship. Like, I, I enjoy albums and beats that, like, kind of revolve around the artist's voice and what they're saying. Like, when, like, if Bentley changed up his flow... The, the song would change up also, you know, like if he got more gravelly, like the beat would kind of get more gravelly. Was that all intentional? Yeah. So like we pretty much wrote to like bare bones shit. And then like I stripped down all the instrumental or anything that we decided we were like, sometimes it would just be drums. Sometimes it'd just be keys or maybe we'd find a beat from where the fuck ever. And then like, I would just delete the beat and like, they'd just have our acapella mm. and then we would create around it. So I was able to like add, elements that you couldn't really get out of you know mm. just just rapping like to a beat like or whatever yeah the, the whole trip was actually like a crazy experience there's a actually a couple verses from both of us that we we just fucking freestyled and it turned out to be fire enough to put on the album and we just ran with yeah. it yeah that, yeah. Shit, that shit was an exciting album what made you um Bentley, what made you decide to have you have you done an album with anyone before where it was just like one solid producer or what made you decide that he was going to be the producer for this specific album? Uh, he, Creeps pretty much makes most of my shit regardless. He's like my favorite producer that I work with. So it was just, it was obvious choice. And this is my first album. And like, because of our relationship, there was pretty much 
no other choice to like i had to do it with bro first you know yes <laughs> so how long ago was this that you guys went on this road trip Ooh, man i think half probably now yeah wow that was that's that sounds... this album the album's been done for like eight nine months like almost it's been done for like eight or nine months but we just we're waiting on album art seriously for like mm. nine months <laughs> So what made what is it? Do you think it was purposeful to release it during this quarantine, or like would you have still released it during this time if it wasn't if there wasn't a quarantine right now? Yeah, I think it was kind of just like a hail mary. <laughs> yeah, it was gonna come out. Like I mean, I couldn't hold on to it for much longer. Mm-hmm. I was like, we we got to do this thing. Like <clears throat> we got it. We just had to do it. Like we had a lot of life situations in between. Go down. Mm. Um. So like it put it on hold, you know, and like having two people have like whole lifestyles and like <clears throat> I'm in between a lot of projects too at the same time. So it was just really hard to concentrate on it, but not concentrate on it, but like making sure that like I want to make sure that when we did release it, I had the right bandwidth, you know what I mean? For sure. To make sure I did it right. So Bentley, do you guys yeah. kind of see yourselves as like a run the jewels type group now? Or was this kind of just like a one and done type deal? Or what do you guys think about that? No, nah, so so we're both solo artists, but we're very um, close. So we work together a lot. Um, it's more like, uh, oof, I, I wouldn't even know how to compare it. <laughs> <laughs> um, we both do our own thing, but um, we cross paths like a lot. So, how do you how do you go about choosing your artist, Bentley, for the for the features? Um, Scotty Bahama. Uh, when I met him. I was a huge fan of him um, and he was actually uh, he was one of my old roommates so we became very close Um, I won't do a project probably like without him unless I have no features on it Um, Tasia she's uh, the big big homegirl you know she's fucking phenomenal Um, she's a huge inspiration for me um, in very many ways she is one of the biggest artists I know personally and I respect, I love her. And then Adam Nystrom um, is actually the first artist I ever met in the Seattle scene when I started going to shows and rapping and whatnot and taking it more seriously. Mm. So um, they're, they're the three people who were kind of most important to my growth early on. So when when did you guys decide who you're going to have? Because you, you said there's certain people that you always want to work with. But how do you decide what song was going to fit for which artist and things like that? It was just organic. You mm-hmm. know, like the whole process of the whole album was just organic. And I mean, like, I think Tasha just, or Tessa Talks was at, like, at the house, like, while we were working on some, like, more vocals and stuff. And we are just turning up and then, you know, it just was like, you know, <laughs> right, t- right place, right time. Yeah. She just laid it down. And then I remember Scotty, I FaceTimed him while we were at the Airbnb making the record. And uh, I, me and him had actually talked about um, the certain sample and it sounded like that. So I got him on that ASAP. And then um, with Adam, it was the same, same kind of deal. We got um, him on FaceTime and uh his drummer ian so we just kind of laid out the idea and it was good to go so bentley was it always a kind of a goal to make like a rock song and an edm song songs like that or did it just all come naturally or 
Uh, honestly, I hate EDM. <laughs> I, I hate it. Like, it's not my vibe. But um, I've always kind of wanted to um, make certain kind of songs like it. And that's kind of because of Tasia. Um, Tasia Talks is, like I said, one of my biggest inspirations. So I kind of wanted to do something like that in my own style. And then um, the rock songs, um, Lil Peep is one of my favorite artists, um, R.I.P. So, and I've worked with Fish and Arc um, in the studio. So it was kind of something I've also wanted to branch out and do. That's dope. Like, I'm, I'm, I keep saying this, man. Like, I, that was a really exciting album to listen to. Like, I liked your album cover. How did you, you come up with the album cover, by the way? I'll start with, um, what, Mercy, I'll start with you on that. What were your ideas behind that? Um, well, there's this dude, Adrian, who goes by Handicap Shooter. I think that's how he pronounces it. But um, his IG is like um, HND, yeah, H-N-D-I, like, and then C-A-P, and then Shooter um, on IG, all one word. But um, So I, I liked a lot of his work that I've seen, <clears throat> some of his art he's done. And... Um, so I proposed it to Bentley. I was like, yo, we should probably have this dude do it. And um, so it took me a while to get around to like looking at a bunch of different artists. And then, but uh, yeah, we pretty much just like the Lily of the Valley. It was, we got a, we got an edit from the first one and, it's, and it looked good, but uh, he really amped it up the second round with like the the flowers and, and um, getting the hands and shit in there that are on there. And like, it just, it encompasses the, the whole mood. There's like graveyard, like, texture in the background like you know stuff it's just dope like um it reminded us uh it reminded me of just like what the trip felt like you know mm, for sure so Bentley, i'll ask this will be a question for both you guys what what, what, were your, what are your guys's goals for this album i'll start with you bentley um the goals is uh mainly it was kind of to get my motivation jump started again because i used to put out a lot of music but i had been really quiet for fuck like almost like a year two years now and so this is kind of like something to encourage me to start putting out more me because i record all the time but um i got weird confidence issues sometimes of putting shit out so it's just kind of like a like a fuck it like i just need to do it like my music's dope people like it but i always kind of overthink the bullshit so it's kind of what it was for me. And then, um, honestly, like, I think this album was like phenomenal. Like I, it's some of the best fucking shit that I think either of us have done, especially together. So. Yeah, man, that was, it was dope. What about you, Mercy? Yeah. Um, I mean, I'm just trying my hand at the, um, at the business side, like <clears throat> fully. Cause like I said, I've been in groups and bands and stuff for a long time. So like, I'm really just taking this album and, um, not guinea pigging it, but like definitely um, taking this record and like trying to see how I operate within the business um, world as a solo artist, even though it's a group effort, it's both, like he said, we're solo artists. So the, the album's on both of our pages, it's not a group, you know? So being able to um, literally like figure out how to, for hip hop, cause there's no, there's not a lot of outlets for like hip hop unless you're like up here or like down here, you know, it's like barely in the middle, like middle ground areas. There's a couple spots or whatever where they like blog hmm. or they or they have YouTube channels with like hip hop artists that are like 
up and coming like middle ground it's like it's rare to you, there's like a couple and then they're usually controlled by people who like they only put certain people on and you know what i'm saying it's not it's not like there's like a hundred like hundreds of edm blogs where you can <laughs> submit music and sign it through labels and all of that so i'm really just trying my hand at like click funnels and like trying to figure out playlisting for like hip-hop that's not like over the over the line you know like i mean you can't look at a lyrical lyrical lemonade is something that you would think is a spot for like up-and-coming artists but it's like they're they're not they're not going that deep into the underground to find certain people they're like i mean maybe in the beginning but um you gotta have that one hit yeah you gotta have yeah i mean or you gotta know somebody or work with somebody that like internet money or like you know get a cole bennett video or something not saying that like it's not attainable but good luck getting them to even open an email most of the time if you don't know anybody so i'm really just trying to do my job to find out what um where a artist that comes from our level or thousands of other artists level that i know even probably you know that level and see where they can be placed and start to see like because I hear a lot of artists that I work with, they have, they have no, they're running to dead ends. They don't know how to get on shit. There's no playlist for them. There's no support for YouTube blogs or whatever. But I just want to find those outlets. And, like, I'm going to do my job this time to figure it out instead of, like, hear everybody. Uh, you know what I'm saying? I'm going to fucking, I'm going to find it. I'm going to see for myself. And then, um, so this album, I just plan to, like, instead of going for that one big blog or that one YouTube um playlist or what or spotify playlist or whatever is like i'm gonna get like 500 little ones and and do the same thing and i think it'll work for us mm -hmm. and i'm i'm happy that i can help you guys with this promotion and stuff like that like my goal is to be um a breakfast club mixed with like the joe rogan of seattle you know i want to i want to help everyone I, I never want people to feel like they can't reach out to me and um I try to be very diverse with this podcast. Like right before you guys, I had a solo drummer on, you know? So it ranges from hairstylists who are traveling to freaking um, full-on bands to solo drummers to artists and hip-hop duos. Like I want to help everyone. Like no one should feel like they're too big or too small. And a thing that I've started to notice is even when it comes to big artists or older artists in the industry like a CeeLo Green or like a or Goody Mob, sometimes they even feel like their voice isn't heard anymore because of all these newer artists. Um, an mm. artist, an artist okay. that I recently interviewed right before the quarantine was Marky Basie, who's worked with like Ty Dolla Sign and and Mozzie and all those type of guys, and like he's huge right now. And people, and he's still went out in the interview. Who is kind of feeling that he doesn't have a voice yet? So like, you always hear about like the the Drakes or the Kanyes having a voice, but even like the artists that we might like that have a name, you don't hear enough about them. So it's my goal to help everyone get a voice, no matter how big or how small. So, so Bentley, how do you navigate the Seattle music scene right now? Um, man, I uh, honestly, I kind of keep to myself. I have a very um, select few people that I'm like outside of music really close with. Um, and I, I'm not honestly, like, I'm kind of an introvert. I don't really like make friends too easily. So I'm kind of awkward when I'm like trying to get around, but I, you know, I fuck with Black Heart Gang, then you know, Keyshawn and shit, like uh, Macintosh, Taser, you know, fucking um, Alter, you know, shout out Steven. Um, and I, I kind of just, you know, do my own thing. I don't really try to um, feature too much. Uh, shout out Diamante, you know, um, and 
I, I don't know. I, I don't really navigate it, honestly. I just kind of free fall. <laughs> like, I, I'm not, you know, I don't got, like, a huge plan or nothing. I'm just doing my thing. Mm. So you don't are you, you don't have, like, specific goals when it comes to, like, music? Like, is there, like, Well, a... I, I have goals, but, you know, it's kind of like, um, like you know, spray and pray, you know? Yeah. I... Um, I have, like, I want to, like, I used to do a lot of shows. Um, I want to kind of get back into that when this whole virus kind of dies down. Um, honestly, I want to make as much music as I can because the kind of music that, you know, I like to write is very diverse. I like to do all sorts of noise, you know, it's not one very specific style. Um, but as far as that goes, like, I I just kind of want to help feed the family, you know? Bro. And the way I feel about that dude is like, you're an artist and I'm an artist and, and there are hella artists out here that just need to be artists. It's fucked up that they have to do 10, 20 jobs. That's my whole point about what I was trying to say is like, we need to have outlets where we don't have to fucking, you know what I'm saying? Like we can, we can still have opportunity whether not we, but like, that's like my end of it is like business, but a lot of people aren't strong on that end and they shouldn't get overlooked because they don't have, they don't have an infrastructure and a whole ass team together. Like there should be a better way where they can get heard still you know what i mean like there's people like six dogs who are who have like a big fan base but like until like only fucking five months ago he had no posts on his ig he had like nothing and like you know some people call him plants like certain people they'd be like oh yeah like baby goth or whatever like call her a plant because she came out of nowhere and has hella streams and shit but like i just think that's because there's a team behind her doing a lot of stuff and uh we could be there's, there's gotta be a way you could bridge the gap where you can like you know like be an artist you don't have to do all five jobs you know be your own marketing be your own everything like i don't know i mean they're already trying to do that with like apps and stuff like you know like they got it to where like you can master your own shit through a computer service which i think is terrible but (laughs) at the same time you know it's like it's good for people who don't ever don't have the money to get mastering done and don't have the know-how to learn it themselves they can still have a comparable product that's not like gonna make them look extremely shitty like i think that artists deserve that too like some people just need to be able to create art and um i it just sucks that there are artists who will like die never doing anything they wanted to because they like aren't computer savvy and it's just i mean like i know that's ridiculous or whatever to say like it might be taboo or unpopular opinion but i don't think every artist should have to be wear all five hats i think that's unhealthy for artists yeah i i I agree with that like um I think for me, at least, I always tell people outsourcing is kind of a thing of the past as much as you can manage it. And like for me, you, I could always just go on Anchor for podcasts and have them distribute everything. But I manage all my social media, all my different platforms. So I know I pick and choose everything. Um, I, I'm selective of who I have on my podcast, but I want to give everyone a voice. So it's 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 the thing that I'm starting to run into, which I think is important for people to realize, too, is like I, I work with like I try to work with like the small artists, medium artists and big artists. And with the small artist and the medium artist, it's kind of easier. It's kind of easy to say, "Oh yeah, you just have to connect and go do those local shows." But after a while, you've been doing those local shows for a few years, and then what? You know. So I think you're you guys are getting to the point that you're like, "What's the next step after that?" And I think that's where people need to start connecting and brainstorming on that. And I think having a media outlet is important for that too, though. You know. So that's where I'm trying to help with that. What do you guys? What do you? What do you guys? what do you guys think you need though for to, for those middle tier artists that are trying to get up farther? Like, what do you guys need? I'll start with you, Bentley. Oh man. I, I don't, 
Like you mean like what like advice for like other artists or like what do you what are you guys looking for like that what do you think that Seattle hasn't offered to you guys that they, that you guys think should be offered or created? Uh, honestly, I think Seattle's an abundance of talent. Um, there's nothing you can't um, strive for in this city. Um, I, I do think it is extremely clicky, but um, I don't know what to say about that. Like you know, like if you keep to yourself, get along with everybody, there shouldn't be any problems. It's just, but like, you know, it's people hang out with um, certain, you know, collectives, like they kind of keep to themselves. Um, and I wish it was people were more open-minded about, you know, people that they low key like, but they, they don't want to support until they're like blown up. Um, but, you know, other than that, I think this city is great for the music scene. Um, there are a lot of other big cities that wish they had what Seattle has. And I think that people in the city do take it for granted. So, Do you, do you think that collectives might start hitting a brick wall though, if they don't connect with other artists or do you think? I think it's a weakness, um, but they're only going to go so far with the same people, the same crowd following them, you know, mm. like, you branch out, it gives you new ideas, it gives you new inspiration, it gives a whole untapped um, well of, you know, music or, you know, like, like shows, like club, like, you know, people who throw toe jam, like if, you know, they're starting to collab with um, other party throwing collectives, like they went out to Oakland, you know, like, et cetera, et cetera. Like they brought out Larry June, they're bringing, you know, they're doing some cool shit. It's like, but then you have collectives um, who are, you know, more like to themselves. It limits their their um, growth. And I, I think like if people would just like reach out, not be so pussyfooting about like, you know, oh, like, I don't know this guy. Like, oh, like, low-key hating, you know what I'm saying? Like, fuck all that noise. Like, show love, you get love. Yeah, I don't know. I think so. I think Seattle offers like hella opportunity. It's just hard to get on there, like based on who's curating that month, you know, or whoever who's 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 the host that year. Mm. That's the only difference. Like, but we have hella opportunities. There's like, like hella opportunities. Like mad venues you can play at. Just pay the room rent and bring people, and then you'll be all right. And then like you know, KXP. You know, I know people are hard to get on there, or whatever. But like again, it just depends on who's curating and who's the hosts. Like. You know, if they don't like you personally or they maybe saw something you said on Facebook or Twitter that they don't like, maybe they won't play your shit, like, or whatever. Like, that's just politics in general. But, like, as far as what Seattle has to offer, there's hell. It's just who's in charge of each branch of the thing, whether you'll get on board or not. And, you know, they you got to shake hands and you got to meet people, like, to, like, you know, for anything, I mean, like, you know, you, it, for anything worth having, you, you're you going to have to, like, do something, you know. But, I mean, on the other hand, um, all I'm saying realistically is that uh, you focusing online is more important than any of that, I think. Yeah, you definitely have to – you definitely have to have some sort of clear goal or at least one overlying goal, but it can't be – I want to be famous. <laughs> if you want to, if you're going to be uh, an artist, it has to be a specific goal. But it can't. It can, it can be general in a sense, but it can't be as general as I want to be famous. You need to have steps that you're going to take to get to these certain goals. 
Cause you can you can be famous by freaking um, slipping on a banana peel and going putting that on YouTube, you know. So there's there's different layers and like being viral isn't gonna make is not always gonna make you that money that you need if you want to support your family and actually be passionate about what you're doing. So I think connecting is very important, but having outlets like this where you can actually express your opinions, because then people are like, oh, people are actually thinking that, then I can t- actually talk to them. So I think that's important for you guys to open up about things like that. You know? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think just with this album, like, you know, we just want to just focus on, like, like the next move, like, is probably going to just be um, doing YouTube um, ads for some of the um, visual content that we have. Um, possible music video coming soon. Um, just do, like, MailChimp um, hits to all our fans. I got a nice little email um list of people that have been following creeps and stuff and i try to like have all my collaborations and stuff like on both ends of that spectrum so just hit like news news releases news news updates um through mailchimp and shit and then probably try some submit hub um submissions see what we can get out of that um and just hit up hella blogs and publications so submit submit like the record to see if we can get playlisted um fat list of playlists on 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 spotify we'd like to get on as well you know um but other than that yeah just try to funnel all these fans and like people who listen to our shit try to get them funneled into an infrastructure where they can we can have our own website and they can come visit us just in case spotify gets shut down or something we'll still have like their their um contacts you know nothing worse than like when soundcloud was talking about closing down and all these people have built so much but there's no way to keep track of the fans that they had that whole time so that's just the goal for this yeah man that that's you need to have backup plans i think that's important for you to say you know like what are you going to do if soundcloud does shut down yeah that's that's interesting how are you guys how are you guys managing through the the coronavirus right now are you guys quarantining yourselves are you trying to work in the studios at all or how does that work and i see that you have a whole setup behind you mercy so yeah, studio, <clears throat> I'm still doing sessions and stuff, but we wear masks and shit. I got, like, fucking all kind of, I got N95s, I got rest, like, all kind of shit around here. But, um, yeah, pretty much we all wear masks in here or a bandana. And then um, you can take it off when you get in the booth and record. And then I just sanitize the booth between um, artists. And we're still getting it done. We're still getting the music done. Like, I, I've been saying, like, uh, I'm going to go down with the ship, so I don't give a fuck, you know? This is what it is. Like, I don't mind. Um, I don't mind dying for this shit. And like, if it requires for me to like, still as safe as possible. Like, I'm not like fuck the coronavirus and it doesn't matter. Like, we wear masks. We wash our hands. I, I clean the doorknobs. Um, you know all that. Like, um, we try to breathe on each other. We're six foot, but like, the art still has to get done. And uh, I don't mind. Like, I don't mind getting sick and dying of coronavirus because I fucking helped artists get like whatever art they could get out, could get out during this time. But I'm pretty safe anyway. I'm not really worried about it. I'm pretty strong. I'm pretty sure I'll fight it off. Did you guys hear about, uh, did you guys hear about Fred God, Fred the Godson dying yesterday? Yep. Yeah. Rest in peace. Yep. So how are you managing through this Bentley? Um, man, like, like Marcia said, like the trick is just to not be a goddamn asshole, you know, like, (laughs) keep your distance don't be breathing on people and shit like it's, it's funny like i'm a smoker so like i'd be coughing a lot and like out in public like fucking people be giving me that dirty eye and shit i'm just like bro i swear to god it's just the weed <laughs> <laughs> but um 
you know, I'm still, I'm still out here making money. Like I, I'm a, I still got, you know, the nine to five I'm working and shit. Um, and then, you know, keeping the art going, like, you know, honestly, that's just therapy. Like I don't do it for anybody else, but me, like if I didn't do it, I go crazy. So I'm doing what I can do, you know, to keep that moving. Um, but it's, it, you know, it's, it's, I I refuse to die for, or to be scared of dying for living. Um, I'm not worried about it. I'm going to not be a jerk off and, you know, I'm going to follow like the guidelines and shit, but I'm not like scared of getting sick. Um, yeah. Yeah. Well guys, what is some advice that you guys have for up and coming Seattle artists, creators, influencers? I'll start with you, Mercy. Um, go to <clears throat> go to shows. <clears throat> if you want shows, go to shows and um, see artists that are playing and then get used to who's in the scene because a lot of people, they are, are like, I'm not, how do I get shows or whatever? They're not sure how, but it's um, because they don't go to any. So you got to start going to shows. Um, and then, like I said, just ask <clears throat> the, the talent booker or ask whoever is managing the venue. You can ask, hey, what's your room rent? You know, and usually, like, depending on where you want to go, like, play somewhere small, like Crocodile Back Bar or, like, Rendezvous or, like, Barboza, if you got, if you can get a good lineup together. Like, you know, getting shows really just, you know, just start getting acquainted with, like, who's playing and then try to hop on bills with other people and get try to make friends with them. Or if you don't want to do any of that, just pay the room rent and book whoever you want to book and then just make sure you fill it so they don't take you as a joke next time because money talks. You don't have to have any following. You don't have to have shit. If you just pay a room rent, if you pay for the room fee, you should be good. Um, but you just, you got to prove yourself though. You can't like, you can't not bring people to that show though. You know, like try to do your best at that and then uh, wash your hands. <laughs> for sure. What about you, Bentley? Man, invest in yourself. You can't just think you're the dopest rapper and expect to get results. You know, like you, you're going to lose money. You're going to, it's an investment yourself, your life, your career. It's an investment. You got to go the long way or you're going to go no way, you know? So, um, don't be scared, you know, hit the high dive, do some flips off the board, whatever, but like, you're going to have to take risks and, um, you know, you're not going to see results every single time, but that's what growth is about. Like you're going to grow, you're going to learn from your mistakes. You're going to, get bigger you're gonna get stronger you're gonna know more what to do follow people that you trust you know like take learn from their mistakes learn from their success don't be jealous because that's some fuck nigga shit (laughs) for sure well i i love sitting down with you guys i hope we can uh, meet in person after this quarantine Uh, like i said your guys' album was fire you guys are both um dope individuals like like even though I met Bentley for only like literally like 10 to 15 minutes he he left an impression on me and that's why I wanted to reach out to you guys you guys are dope and uh, thank you man. you too bro you got a great personality for this <laughs> shit bro. I would love to see um you fucking hit your Joe Rogan experience yes. on, on <laughs> thank you man well at the end of this I always say this is the NAS podcast and then you guys say your names so this is the NAS podcast and I'll start with Mercy and then go with Bentley this is the NAS podcast with Mercy Miller I'm Bentley, baby. Awesome. And one more thing. What is the easiest way to reach you guys? Start with you, Mercy. Just my Instagram. You can follow me at um, just Mercy Miller on Instagram. Uh, M-U-R-C-I-I. 
Miller on Instagram or Creeps, Q-R-E-P, sorry, Q-R-E-E-P-Z. Awesome. Yeah, and for me, it's underscore Bentley Browning underscore. That's underscore B-E-N-T-L-E-Y-B-R-O-W-N-I-N-G underscore, nigga. Awesome. Thank you guys so much, and uh, stay safe. You too. Thank you. Yeah.